0: Peak in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Jake playing Don't, this, don't look at me like playing that. Playing this song on purpose. Lots of people don't have anywhere to go today because with New Year's falling on a Saturday, they're getting Friday as a holiday. PK, you know the look ah. I just got, right? <laughs> it snowed so much last night, PK. All that rain that California's been getting, uh, record setting. Yeah. Well, the storm's arriving here. It's snowing
1: right now. So I'm on the 22nd floor of the residence in downtown, just literally yards away from the basketball arena in Crypto, Staples Center, and I look east, right? And so obviously I'm way high up, and the sun just came up over the sand gaves, and I cracked the curtain open, and it is blinding. It is staring right into my face. Chamber of Commerce weather has arrived. It is beautiful I saw, so, I saw I'm going to take off. You do the last two hours. <laughs> I'm going outside.
0: I uh, saw somebody saying that it's going to be uh, clear and another storm arrives next week. Like, perfect. So, great weather on both sides of the Rose Bowl. And then back to uh, relieving the water shortage in the drought.
1: Keep I writing. need two, day, two days to be good. I need the game. Now it's good today. Mm-hmm. And I also need Sunday, to drive-back day. And I, I think you
0: get mad. that. Yeah.
1: Yes, I don't want to be messing around with that. Uh, So I've got to be able to get home on Sunday, uh, leaving after the game to try to cut uh, a little bit of time off, heading up to Victorville afterward, staying there in the evening, getting up, going through Vegas, obviously, and and probably arriving uh, at my home sometime uh, mid to late afternoon, and I don't want any interruptions or shenanigans, so people pay attention.
0: Forecast currently... Today, 58 for a high. Tomorrow, 58 for a high. Sunday, 62 for a high. All three days,
1: sunny. Yeah, or I just say to hell with it and I'm not coming back till Wednesday. (laughs) By Wednesday, it could be (laughs) pouring. Then I get out of Dodge uh, right before. Well, PK, Thursday is supposed to hit 70. Oh, man, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I just. And so Thursday, I'll turn on the Kapalua Golf and just torture myself for the next uh, two months. You and me both as I do that thinking what am I doing here? I should be there, but it's all fantasy and then you you go back to work. Fortunately, if I had a job that I didn't like or actually love uh, January and February would be very difficult but uh, because I get I actually literally look forward every day to getting up and coming into work and yakking it up with you guys That it doesn't bother me near as much. I'm very fortunate that way
0: Yes, we are we're fortunate no one was on the roads this
1: morning to speak of. That's what Yock was telling me when I hooked up this morning. He said it was a uh, it was very difficult.
0: You dot U, U- dot plow crews saved my bacon this morning.
1: Let's just put it that way.
0: They got a lot of snow off the road. Yeah. But did. it was still coming down. There was still a lot of still snow going, there still. Yeah. And you could at that point you could be driving fine but you didn't know if, you know, in 30 seconds yeah, you were going to yep. be back in uh, snow all over the road. So <laughs>
1: man, I just hate that. I am such a baby with that. Like you, I didn't grow up in that. Yep. I don't have any experience in that and I'm such a chicken. I absolutely hate it. That's the one thing and I've been saying this for years. The one thing I hate about this job is having to drive in when it's dark and it's snowing. Yep. Just absolutely cannot stand it. I would I would just as soon take the day off and get or even take it with non pay than to have to, <laughs> then then that. have to do that. Yeah, I just I'm it's not anything I'm used to. And Scotty and Hans, these Idaho boys. No, I know. They just- don't <laughs> 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 They just look at us like you <laughs> soft,
0: soft sunbelt guys.
1: I know. And they're right. You know, and, oh, and right. Weezer <laughs> oh, yeah, they just they don't even bat an eyelash. Like, yeah, this is nothing. Get out of my face. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just, I'm white-knuckling it the whole way.
0: Yeah, Brian Malay. he never wants to hear anyone complain about winter around here. He grew up in Milwaukee. He's like, this isn't even cold. So, yeah, I mean, it snows. It's like, until you have wind coming off the lake day after day after day, you just don't know.
1: And I can relate to that because that's the way it was in Jersey. It was a bitter cold that went right through you. It's just obviously I didn't yeah. drive when I was living there. Right.
0: Well, we do have predictions, and people did get creative. Now, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Utes 38, Buckeyes 27. That's Brian's prediction. Then we got Jenny here. Well, I got 15 hours drive time. Forever's leaving Salt Lake on Friday. <laughs> Ideally, that should be, uh, depending on where you're going and where you're staying and where you're leaving from, 10, 11 hours, 12 tops, 15. That's parked on the freeway.
1: Yeah, you'll hit, you'll hit traffic. I mean, the, the gorge is uh, coming out of it is construction with a bridge. Plus, they had a fatal two days ago. They had a fatal last week. I mean, that's nasty. No, No doubt about it. Just nasty. And then always getting out of Vegas into going into California now, it's become a traffic nightmare. And and then you'll have to see, you know, Los Angeles is uh, coming into the pass and then getting into town in the basin. It's hit and miss. Uh, we came in and driving rainstorms the other night. So it was very, very twit-twits, as my <laughs> wife would say. So, uh, but that's part of the deal. If you haven't, uh, drive carefully, as they say, and... Get on down here if you got ticks, because once once you get here, you're gonna be able to breathe. You're gonna see the sun, uh, and you're just gonna just be in a great mood. And then if they win, oh my gosh, ah, you're just gonna be a yeah, right? Man. People just walking yeah. on air. Yeah, you, you're just gonna be so overjoyed if they win. I mean, it's gonna be. An experience that you've literally never experienced. Even if you went to the Fiesta, even if you went to the Sugar, if you win this thing on Saturday afternoon, uh, early evening, you're just going to be ecstatic. Yeah, you you will be. I promise you. There's no doubt about it. And, And it'll cap off. It'll cap off maybe not historically the best season because if you go undefeated obviously but it'll cap off the most remarkable season in so many different ways you know the the, the deaths of the players I, I hesitate to mix that in with football because that's real life this is these are games uh, but they do factor in to one degree or another depending on how far you want to go but if you just go to football uh, after last season and this season going one and two a quarter how many times you get a quarterback and then he gets benched and he quits right then like the next day he's gone i'm out of here and he was only there for a few months and then you get this california laid back dude with his long hair hey dude how you doing <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You know, his, <laughs> that cam rising attitude of his with his little smirk when he talks. Like, Cam, are you awake?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the smirk is awesome. The smirk is better than anything he says, it's more a look. You know, when you do that, we play that game quotes you know people by. I don't think Cam has a quote we know him by. But we all, even if you haven't gone to a game, it's actually better if you haven't gone to a game, although you probably get it on the scoreboard of the game, too. But, you know, if you're watching on TV, they'll get that shot and they'll push in, you know, inside his helmet. Sounds wildly uncomfortable. But you know that look they're getting for. And he's got that little smirk, half grin, like, this is going to be good. And yeah, nine and times he's in the last it. ten
1: games, it's been good. And the great thing about him, I remember talking to him when he comes to the university, right? And I can't remember if it was uh, exactly when it was. Maybe it was right before spring ball, but they're bringing in all these quarterbacks. And so I'm we're in that little mud room they call it there. Upstairs, uh, off the practice field. And I was just talking to him one-on-one. And he had not taken a snap of any consequence yet, except, you know, some in practice. And I'm talking to him about, you know, all these quarterbacks they're bringing in, these transfers and high school kids. And he just seems so nonplussed, like, yeah, well, fine. I mean, it's not like I was not expecting competition. No big deal, you know. Best player uh, plays. Yeah, and it just seemed like he was unrattled. And there really wasn't anything that was going to get him disturbed. You know, let's see what happens. And I came away literally from that first interview, which is going back several years now, thinking... This kid seems to have the mindset, I have no idea what his talent is going to be. I can look and see his stars, and I can go see some film that's available on the Internet from high school. I knew the area in the L.A. area where he played, so I had some familiarity with it, although it was many years ago. Uh, Then I... Watch him play, and he just seemed even just in practice when we were allowed to go. Because at that point, we were allowed to go. And I think I was talking, I was on with uh, Alex and Scott Mitchell yesterday, and I was talking about this uh, when I was doing their show. I did uh, an hour and a half yesterday from a restaurant in Pasadena, and they'll be out there today. You guys should uh, check it out uh, if you're in the. Area. It's called Mixes. It's right there on Colorado Boulevard, which is the root of the parade. You can't miss it. And we've got big zone banners outside, too. So you'll be able to see it. If you're in the Pasadena area, stop by, say hello. And uh, Scott uh, will talk to you and all that, former NFL player. And I was saying, you know, I'm able to make these evaluations off the field of a cam rising. I said, going forward, I won't be able to do that because they don't let you around these kids, and you don't get to see anything in practice anymore. I said, so that, that, that's bothersome, because I was able to pick out that that Cam just seemed like a kid who uh, is not going to be rattled, and you watch him play, and it's great. He isn't, he isn't rattled. There's nothing that seems to rattle him. I've got uh, 300-pound dudes on each side of me looking to take off my head. No big deal. I'll just slide over here, and then I'll get in a foot race, and then they'll, they'll underestimate how fast I can run, and I'll pick up the first down, and I'll get 15 extra yards. We've seen that all season, and I want to see it tomorrow because I think it's cool, and I just love his style. And also, too, we need to pump up. If you don't have tickets, we're giving them away, right? We're giving them away, DJ? Is that what I hear? I've heard we are giving them away. Yeah. 10 a.m. Yeah. What do you got to do to register? Do you know? If you don't know, find out and let us know.
0: KSLSports.com. There's a link right there for you.
1: KSLSports.com. KSLSports.com. Go to KSLSports.com. There's a link right there. And in uh, just under two hours, we're going to give them away. Plus, we're going to throw in $300 bucks, uh, to get you down here. I mean, modern. Christmas is coming late for you. Who's
0: picking the winner? How's that working? Who's been entrusted uh, with that? That part, I do not
1: know. I don't either. Uh, it's, it's a secretive committee. Oh, it is? And, yeah, and we don't know the uh, the people involved. The Trilateral they're gonna tell, Commission. They're going, yeah, there you go. I like it. Then they're going to uh, announce it. They're going to tell us. I think they're going to get with Yawke here right before 10 o'clock.
0: The Trilateral yeah. Commission. It's one, oh, yeah? It's one Ute, one Cougar, one Aggie. They run the world, at least the football So it's four world.
1: people then is what you're saying? No. Yes, four no. people. <laughs>
0: Walter Cronkite spinning in his grave
1: <laughs> like Scott Mitchell was telling me yesterday on the air I said he said yeah you know I I, I was in the NFL for 12 years I said well that's great and the average is three so you tripled it he said well actually I quadrupled it oh, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get the, he didn't get the joke <laughs> no I actually screwed it up Oh, it did you really <laughs> <Jeez>, big... Be... <laughs> you joked about it so much well, I thought it was four years so four, four times four yeah. plus four plus four I thought I had it it was off <laughs> all right
0: we got more predictions coming in and we've touched on this earlier in the show you mentioned it earlier in this segment uh not everybody wants to embrace this but some people do want to embrace it we will get to that next DJ and PK it's 975 and 1280 of the zone It's game week for the Utes as they prepare for the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Keep it locked on The Zone all week long as The Zone gets you ready for the biggest game in Utah football history. History. As Kyle Whittingham and the Utes square off against Ohio State. Get live up to the second coverage with Patrick Kinahan, Alex Keery, and Scott Mitchell. Live from Pasadena, your home for the best Rose Bowl coverage in Utah. It's right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Bilt Bar. Whether it's double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, cherry bar salted caramel. Enjoy a Bilt Bar. 100% real chocolate, 100% real delicious. Order yours today at Bilt.com. Save 10% off your order using the promo code ZONE at checkout. That's Bilt Bar. Time for your predictions. The Rose Bowl is tomorrow, 3 o'clock on ESPN. Some of you, no doubt, are listening as you're driving south right now. Got the predictions out there. Brent says Utah 34, Ohio State 31. We all see what you're doing there, Brent. Oh, all right. man. Legendary score. All right. Brian says the dream dies here. Ohio State 37, Utah 20. Denny, Ohio State 32-10. to 10. Ooh, Just shutting down the Utes Have in their they run watched game. watched
1: the Ohio State defense? Yeah,
0: they're not holding anybody to 10 points, are they?
1: <coughs> Akron, I think.
0: Jason says, Utah 52, Ohio State 21, hashtag wow, 22 man. forever, hashtag LLTJ, hashtag LLAL. It will not be close, playing for a
1: purpose. The problem with that, that we know that Ohio State doesn't have any tragedy.
0: Well, I think we would leave it
1: to game day to uncover that. (laughs) Isn't that sort of like God is good, we won? What about the other guy? So that's why I don't really get into that. But if you want to get into that and think that there's something to it, you know, and the the, the game is going to be played in the year that ends in 22, fine. I don't necessarily buy into it, but if you want to, go ahead
0: the uh my my uh my mom died in the summer of 98 and in the fall of 98 the padres made a rare postseason appearance and uh my wife at that point we had, we'd been married a while but uh she was already adapting too man san diego teams always blow when it matters and improbably, they beat the uh they beat the astros and braves pretty soundly and uh didn't really have the squeakers, and they were there. Was a tough game, and they were pulling out. And she said, uh, "It's your mom up there taking care of you." And I was like, well, didn't somebody in Atlanta lose a mom? Yeah, somebody must have. There must be one brave fan who's sitting where I'm sitting because cancer's everywhere. So, and and you hate to, if they do lose, does it diminish the memory of these guys, the relationships that were formed? You know, yes. with those guys when they were playing and between yes. the teammates now as they grieve together. Yes. You know, that's more important than whether they win or lose. Oregon State doesn't take any of the luster off of that.
1: Yes, it does. Oh, it does? You're wrong. No, oh. <laughs> No, the way I look at it, man, if they should win, uh, even if they win by one point, but if they win handily, that would be the best uh, basically three out of four game stretch that they've ever played. To, to, beat
0: two ranked, to beat a ranked That's, Oregon team twice yeah, and yeah. then a ranked Ohio State team, yeah. when have the Utes ever ever taken down three ranked teams in four weeks? Or in four games, not weeks, because there's been a layoff here before the Rose yeah. Bowl. That's It'd the thing. The best, is the Utes, were stretch. Pl- the Utes were playing so well, and what does momentum count for in bowl games when everybody's
1: been off so long? Even, well, I think confidence it, is what it is. Confidence is, is, is bigger than momentum. Momentum is fleeting. Yes, confidence. Confidence is they can still sturdy, have. They're consistent, they're, right? Yeah, you know the, the the old phrase in baseball: momentum extends as far as the next day's starting pitcher. Yeah, yep. Uh, True story. It's, it's about confidence here, and this team believes in itself collectively. I can. I'm very confident. We all are very confident in saying that. And it's funny because the idea of Ohio State not wanting to be there and these players opting out, besides a literal diminishing of talent by Ohio State, which would work in favor of Utah, I think the emotional edge goes, because these kids, nothing gets by. Joe Ingles says this all the time. I'm human. I see this stuff on social media. He just said it yesterday, uh, right? As we always do when he comes on and replayed it this morning, that he is aware of what's being said, so he hears trade talk, right? These, this gen, And he's still young enough to where he's sort of in that generation, not completely, he's aged out a little bit, but he's of the social media generation, where I, I've got a thing in front of me here, Ohio State's uh, social media roster, and they list 120-some guys, and it lists their name, position, and their Twitter handle and their Instagram handle. Every single guy. There's only one guy on the team who doesn't have either. A long snapper. <laughs> and he's not doing it. <laughs> no. And there's. That's. Uh, the oh, he's the only guy who doesn't have Twitter. And there is. So everybody else has Twitter. There's only seven out of the 120 plus who don't have Instagram. Everybody else does. So they see all this stuff, and they know, oh, how State doesn't want to be there, and so Utah, if you win, well, yeah, come on. Well, I actually think that works in their favor even more to try to really lay it on them because if they go out there, and I don't know that it'll happen, but if it does and they really pound them, well, then you're going to look at it and you're going to say, well, wait a second here. You're going to tell me that a couple of receivers would have made 40-point difference or whatever it might be? No, and no, it won't. So all this stuff, I think, plays into Utah's motivational advantage because they, they're they aware of what's out there. They see all this stuff, man. There's no doubt about it. They see it. They see it all the time. And that plays right to where they can get even more fired up and want to beat them decisively. Because if you beat somebody decisively, you're not going to say a couple of players would have made a difference, right? It just doesn't work that way. And so I think that that, that gives Utah more, even more of a psychological advantage.
0: I just can't buy into You don't want to be there. You want to be there. I think what it comes down to is you don't bring the same level of emotion to it the other team does. And everybody who's there, who's riding, who's talking, says you can feel it. You know, the Utes are way more into this in Ohio State. So don't want to be there. That's overstated times 10. But there is a focus and a determination and an edge that everybody who's there says you can sense from the youths that you don't sense from oh, Ohio State. Yeah. But how many times have we said yeah. talent wins games?
1: Uh. Okay, but it's not like the Utes are devoid of talent.
0: Completely agree. I mean, and, and if talent, there's a lesson... NFL guys on their roster, If there's obviously. a lesson from the Sugar Bowl, it's all the people who pick Bama and Barry Switzer, famously in the pregame show. There isn't even anybody on the Utah team that Alabama would want to recruit. Okay, well, there's multiple guys getting drafted, so don't underestimate the talent. And this team uh, is going to have Stevenson multiple guys. Stevenson
1: Sylvester on that team? He was, yeah. And he doesn't know who I am, by the way. You say everybody knows who I am?
0: He doesn't, huh?
1: Well, there's two. I'll tell you another story here in a second. We were going to Vegas for the Pac-12 title game. We were both in the uh, Enterprise uh, car rental store location down on 7th East at about 87th South. And we were both there at the same time. And he had no clue who I was. And I told him, and you know what he said to me? Oh, so you know Tony, don't you? Tony Parks. He knows Tony, but he didn't know me. I maintain my identity as a nobody. And then yesterday, as I said, there's a little triangle area mm-hmm. in the Ha State and uh, Utah staying in the hotels across the street. Britton Covey, I saw him outside. He looked at me. He says, uh, I forget your name, but you could you say hello to DJ for me? <laughs> he did not say that. <laughs> Your face looks sort of familiar. He did not say, say that. Hey, what's up with DJ, man? Can you say hello to him?
0: He didn't say that. I'll buy the first story, <laughs> which could be a lie, but I'm going to buy it anyway. Uh, you might be suckering me on that story. but <laughs> That's
1: gospel truth, both of them.
0: No, the second story's boring. One's a little truer than the other. Yeah, the first one's
1: truer than the second one. The second one's total BS. Because <laughs> uh, Britton Covey does not know who I am, but he knows who David is. Thanks, David. That's what he said after both of us interviewed him for the show at the same time. Thanks, David. You're killing me, As if me. You're I was me, virtually not there. Not only does he not know me, but I'm acknowledged as a non-person.
0: DJ and the non-person. DJ and NP. Nah, that it hurt. That doesn't rhyme. It doesn't work.
1: Well, it works for you. Well, but you're a Hall of Famer and Award winner. Come on, I'm a nobody. <laughs> and I saw Whittingham He just walked right past me, man And I said, hey, I know David James And he sort of turned around Gave me a little glance but I think he thought I was asking him for money And he blew me off <laughs> <laughs> Well, you weren't But if you had a few <laughs> extra bucks, it'd be okay <laughs> I tell you one thing though you can't tell me that CJ Stroud doesn't have motivation he grew up in Cucamonga when you all come down driving and you get you stay on the uh 15 that's the first town you come to that is way inland yeah and and the Rose Bowl is inland so it's directly north so it, it the kid had the dream of playing in the Rose Bowl and he knew full well going to Ohio State even though it's somewhat of a come down. this is his opportunity to play in California. And listening to him talk, he said, yeah, I never thought I'd get the chance to play in California once I committed to uh, Ohio State and decided to to go from Cucamonga over to Columbus. And here he is. And We're talking Nick Ford, and he's going to have all these folks. He grew up in Pedro, my California hometown, where I lived for almost a decade. And so he's going to have a bunch of guys. Well, this is the quarterback, man. And it... He's basically now shroud if you just look at him I mean he didn't literally hadn't taken a snap until this year and you look at his stats I mean unless he had seven Jerry Rices uh, he's got to have some kind of ability you know what I mean because his stats were incredible this year and he's now, between now and when he comes out. So he redshirted, so he's available to come out next year. So basically, these next 13, 14 games, it's an audition for the NFL. I think we can agree on that.
0: 100%. Right? He's, so he's got the measurables. They want yeah. bigger 6'3", guys. 6'3", 220, yeah, blah, blah, blah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the 38 touchdowns to five picks. Yeah. Even if you haven't sat down and talked with him, and all the NFL guys put a lot of stock into that. For all the reasons you were talking about earlier, you just get an idea of someone's personality and presence. Um, you know, if you look at Devin Lloyd, you ought to be able to look at the film and tell this guy's really good at football. But man, you talk to him, you're not even five minutes in, you're like, oh, he's super impressive. He's a leader, 100%. This guy, he's got
1: it. I was talking and to him yesterday at the Str- media. Oh, of course. And I was talking to him uh, at the media thing yesterday, and he said to me, do you know David James? I'm really sorry I let you talk. I thought you had something <laughs> important to say. No. I said, matter of fact, I do. He said, yeah, he's a buddy of Jim Rome's, isn't he? I said, yes, he is. You're just making stuff up. <laughs> well, he would have if I had the opportunity. But, you know, it's all the COVID protocol stuff.
0: C.J. Stroud, 38 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Only 13 sacks off 395 attempts. That is one thing. We've been talking about the receivers so much. We haven't talked about missing a tackle and the Utah offensive or excuse me, Ohio State's offensive line being able to to block the Utes because 13 sacks and 395 attempts. That's not very many. And pressures matter and getting him to scramble matters, but
1: you're just going to have stud. to do better than that. He's a stud, man. There's just no, no doubt about it. Now, I have got the Michigan State game in my mind, and 49 to nothing. And it was a big game for Michigan State, and 49 to nothing. I can't shake that memory.
0: And that Any. overpowers everything else we saw out of them all year, doesn't it? That to sticks me. with them, and it's just horrifying. Because it was late in the year, and we knew it was a big game, and it was on early before the local teams were playing. We could really right. sit down and watch it. And in a way, we can't watch a lot of Big Ten football. And we could. And we wanted to because it was an enormous game. And right. And I got Michigan State.
1: Up. A relative graduated from Michigan State. Big, exciting young, you know, I was almost 30 now. It's a hardcore Michigan State fan. Can tell you everything about the program. So, and I've been there, so I followed a little from a distance. I'm not hardcore by any stretch, but. I remember sitting down, watching that game, went to the gym early so I could be home by 10 o'clock to turn that game on, and wow, what <laughs> I domination. I mean, it was about as dominating a performance as you're ever going to see. For a team that was ranked, too, the other guy was ranked.
0: Top and 10. they were seven. Yeah, yeah. this
1: is rolled right over them, and he looked sensational. So unless these two kids on the outside are – Uh, Jerry Rice, one, Jerry Rice, two, and the offensive lineman who isn't there is whoever your greatest offensive lineman is. Ron Yerry, (laughs) Keith Van Horn, Anthony Munoz. (laughs) Derry USC uh, lineman when they were student body right, student body left, right? And and, and Unless those those guys, that's who this guy is, they should still have some talent here to be able to be effective.
0: Well, for the people who are saying uh, the Utes are only going to score 10 points in their predictions, I mean, they have to point to the Michigan State game because that's what they did to Indiana and Akron, but those two teams completely outmatched. But they did it to Michigan State, and that's that's the that's the best game Ohio State played all year.
1: Yeah, and maybe we're underestimating Michigan because Michigan took it to Ohio State, and good on them. And we'll find out today, right? Today's the semifinal games, and maybe Michigan is better than we thought.
0: But that Ohio State defense also gave up 31 points to Purdue and 31 to Minnesota. And those teams are both, they're good. They're not great, but they're both good.
1: Okay, yeah, they're they are decent Big Ten teams. I got your point. Right. Yeah, I understand that. Utah should be able to have some success. But I'm focusing on the offense. I'm an offensive guy anyway. Ohio State's offense, to me, was awesome. And what does Utah's defense do when they have a little bit of a sense of vulnerability there in the back end? And so they have not faced a passing attack like this. Now, maybe these receivers not being there, that waters it down tremendously. I think certainly it's a blow, but I don't know that it's a big-time blow. Because I'd rather have the quarterback... And they still have a. They have their leading receiver is still playing, and they still have a thousand yard rusher who is playing.
0: It's not like they aren't without weapons. No, but they didn't ride no. just those two guys of these six fifty point games they've had.
1: So no, they they're played, very good.
0: They played twelve games, and in half of them, they've gotten to fifty. Uh, and yeah. we can debate the quality of the teams. It's Akron, Rutgers, Maryland, Purdue. Michigan State, and who am I missing? I missed one. I skipped one. Oh, Indiana.
1: That's what's scary about Ohio State these days, is it's just not the power run game to beat you. Right.
0: Agreed. And in fact, they did it to Purdue and Michigan State. The other four... I get it. The Utes have way more talent than those other four teams. But Purdue and Michigan State, I don't think you can say the Utes have way more talent than them. Uh, what they do have is a month to prepare. And Kyle, historically, has been very good in bowl games. And I know people will say, well, look at the last two. But in one of them, the Holiday Bowl, they ended up starting quarterback, and they didn't have the NFL running back. And in the other one, I don't think I can count how many guys. How many guys didn't? How many guys opted out of that game? It seems like multiple guys did. Johnson's the one who's sticking with me, but he wasn't the only one. Huntley played in that. I don't remember if Moss did. In what game? In the Alamo Bowl. I have to go back and look and see how many guys opted out of that. I remember from, Johnson did for sure, but I don't think he was the only one.
1: From Utah's perspective. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. I don't think the point is I don't think Kyle's had his guys in the two games, and we could debate the whole emotional thing of you know they got the goal and they didn't reach it, and now they got to play. And,
1: they were you know, they, beat up defensively at that point, yeah.
0: But they're not beat up defensively, and they're not emotionally down. And well,
1: they they're, they, they they're not beat up, but they've had season-ending injuries, but they've had them for a while, right?
0: So I think they're in a much better place than they were in the, than they were going into their last two bowl games. I agree, hundred percent. And Kyle's lost three bowl games. Uh, the other one was a Vegas bowl about a decade. Boise State got him in, got him in Las Vegas, and got him pretty good. I don't even remember that. But other than that, it's been one win after another for Kyle in the postseason. So you got a lot of time to prep. I mean, he wins bowl
1: everything. games like you win awards. You just pile them up. You uh, can't even remember uh, them all. You're bored now, aren't you? You want to go to break? <laughs> Yuck, are those are they not facts? Mm, they are facts. Right, they're facts. So. Yach, is he not bored right now? I'm not bored. Take He's your facts not, and get out of here.
0: <laughs> your facts. <laughs> it's not 9 o'clock yet. This can't be counted as bored. Get your
1: facts straight.
0: Let's get the quote
1: right. Get your not facts only, straight. Not only is it not 9 o'clock yet, it's only 747, boys.
0: (laughs) Good point. Where you are. (laughs) Yes. That was Calhoun, right? Get your facts straight.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Combative (laughs) Northeasterner.
0: I know what you want to do to me in my career right now, but you made a mistake and I'm going at you and that's going to buy me some time. Get your facts straight
1: and come back. You don't mess with those Irish Catholics from Boston.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was go time. All right, DJ and PK, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Scott Mitchell joins us to talk Rose Bowl in about 15 minutes. Stay with us. This is Unripe. guys are doing a hell of a job. Joining us right now from Southern California is Phil Harrison from BuckeyesWire.com. Put me on the record right now. I think I, I like Utah in a squeaker on this one just because of what Ohio State's got missing and what Utah can do. I think if what Ohio State has the players, I think it's still a whale of a game and Utah poses some problems. I just think their physicality is going to give Ohio State some issues. I don't think you correct that. In, in four weeks' time. You're either a physical team or not. So I give Utah a slight advantage in this one, believe it or not. That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by KSLsports.com.
1: Going to a party. Meet me on after show.
0: at the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 at the next Utah Jazz game where there are free pop shot games, cornhole and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game and socializing with friends. Obviously, the next Utah Jazz game is tonight. Minnesota Timberwolves are in town, 7 o'clock tip-off, Pre-game at 6 here on the zone. And tomorrow night, the Warriors are in town. Not exactly clear on whether Draymond Green will be playing or not. Mike Conley is going to sit out tonight And then play tomorrow, Joe Ingles is listed as questionable uh, with a back issue for tonight's game. 7 o'clock for the Jazz and Warriors tomorrow night. We had David Locke on earlier this morning, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. And if you missed that, you can get it wherever you get podcasts. And uh, he had some stuff on the Jazz and the progress and the ability to roll with both the big win streaks and then the disappointing losses because the focus isn't on the results right now focuses on being really good at the 70 game mark and no one with a dozen games which is about a month maybe a little less than a month left in the season that you are primed and ready for the playoffs and there isn't any heavy lifting to do you are prepped and even if you aren't you got a few games to tweak whatever the issue is
1: going to a party
0: you're already there you are in Southern California Rose Bowl this is a trifecta for you And this is one thing that sucks about getting older is, uh, you know, your parents are gone. And to be able to sit down and tell your dad, yep, Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Rose Bowl. This career has taken me to all three of them. Cool.
1: Uh, Cool. (laughs) (laughs) It is.
0: The rain has stopped. You said the blinding sun is out. The weather forecasters have nailed this. There'll be three days of glorious weather wrapped around the Rose Parade and the Rose Bowl. Then it'll get back to
1: raining next week in Southern California. I'm a California man. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is where I was made to be. I was born to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, you've talked way too much about Arizona. We don't want to hear that. This is your, It's your second home at best
1: this is this is my territory man I'm just I got a smile on my face as soon as this shows over 901 I'm out the door I'm freaking going to the I'm gonna rent bikes go down by the water gonna go up to Hennessy's and get myself a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich <laughs> and put it on the Underhills bill I think I want to put it on the James bill yeah.
0: What about Uncle Bill's, man? You're done at 9 o'clock. You can get there before breakfast is over. On a holiday, the line will be massive, though. You don't want to do that. Yeah, New Year's Day falls on there. a Saturday. Most people are getting their day off today, so that place will be packed. You're right. You're right. That'll Scratch be. that. That was bad advice. You would need to lunchtime if you showed up.
1: You're right. Yeah, and uh, that is for in July, where we go seven days in a row. And I roll out of there 25 pounds heavier than when I was. (laughs) (laughs) And then I always think, I'll just run along the strand. Yeah, actually, I do just uh, get my beach chair, go down to the sand and plop my butt in there for the next eight hours. (laughs) And I don't run along the sand. I sleep along the sand. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's great to be down here, man. I love being down here. I was thinking about this. I told my wife the other day. You know, I I really enjoyed my time here when I lived here. I loved the people I associated with away from work. I loved the people that I associated with at work, uh, the beach, the, the riding of the bikes, and all that. The only thing I didn't like was my living conditions, which are major <laughs> because I couldn't afford a home. Um, I had a we saved up every penny and bought a townhouse, and. Uh, it was in a just a brutal, miserable area. But that's all we can afford. Although I took some pride in being able to do that because we literally had no family money, not one cent. It was from the both of us. And we both have college degrees. And uh, I hardly made any money working for newspapers, and she hardly made any money for teaching. We were t- two people who had college degrees that were like two of the lowest-paying jobs possible. Uh, But we managed to do it, and so there was a sense of accomplishment there, big time, because literally not one cent came from anybody else, and uh, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't long-term, so that's why I knew I I really didn't have a long-term future here because I couldn't afford a home in a halfway decent area. Uh, A friend of mine, they had a a townhouse a a, a few miles away, and uh, it it emptied off a major street into a cul-de-sac, and there was literally a shootout right below his uh, house on his front, uh, the common front yard area. And interestingly enough, he lives a couple miles away from me in Sandy. And he had, <laughs> they had a son and they put a little uh, sign that said, it's a boy in the front yard, the common area. The, uh, what they would do is they would mow down a house and then put up a, uh, like a fourplex. And he was in one of the fourplexes and so they had a sign that said, It's a boy and it got graffitied. <laughs> oh. Jeez. So Good times. Of course, then I joked, Well, yeah, I did it and I put on there it's a homeboy. <laughs> so other than that, I mean, which was a big deal. I, I really enjoyed my time here. And it's a fun place to be, and Ute fans going to whoop it up. Uh, we're done with the rain. They had record-setting rain, literally record-setting rain. You can go look it up. Ye- yesterday uh, and the day before, the most rain they've ever had, like, in single days. It approached three inches in the uh, greater L.A. area. and
0: uh, Had some serious flooding.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. Roads were closed, sure. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But that's all gone now. And he, with a capital H, has graced us with good enough weather. For the granddaddy, uh, my wife just smiled at me when I said he with a capital H. She's right here, uh, standing right next to me. She's going to work out. I mean, she's just a physical fitness nut. Let me tell you one thing: you just can't drag her out of the gym. You know, you know what I mean. And
0: she uh, rolling her eyes and walking away. Yeah, now? Mrs. K, if you can hear us, we apologize. <laughs> Did I nail it? She can't hear you. Go ahead and tell uh, she, her what I said.
1: She, is she rolling her eyes now? <laughs> and walking away. <laughs> and tell her I apologize. On and Yak apologizes on behalf of the show. Uh, she's laughing. Uh, you want me to put her on? No, she's... She'd run from that. Remember that one time? Yes, when, I do we're, remember. We're, we're, we're <laughs> I do <doing> remember. TV.
0: <laughs> I wanted to put her on TV, and she disappeared behind a column. <laughs> Unless that camera can bend the time-space continuum, you can't see me.
1: <laughs> she, wanted, she had to come. I think we were coming from the airport or something off a road trip, and so we ran over to Channel 2 to to do the show uh, instead of going home and coming back. And so she was there, and we uh, tried to get her on, and she just ran from it big time. So, Uh, This is a great time. Great time to be a Ute fan. I really mean that. This is something that I've wanted for Ute fans for years. I've been saying it for years to experience this moment, and it's here. And your team, it's even giving me like chills. And I'm not a Ute, but I have connections to the program. Uh, It it, it warms my heart to know that the place is going to be packed with Ute fans and that you're going to see your team run out of that tunnel. I can vision it in my mind because I've been there a number of times. And you're just going to feel an overwhelming sense of pride. It is so cool.
0: For one of the stories that we did last weekend, uh, the um, the CEO we did an interview with the CEO of the Rose Bowl, and and he was talking about that. And so I went and found the video. He was talking about the turnout the Utes are getting reminds him of the turnout they got from Georgia, because Georgia, obviously, the SEC is not a traditional Pac-12 school, but because of the playoff, they got to come there for a game. And he was talking about the enthusiasm Utah's bringing reminded him of the enthusiasm and the numbers that Georgia brought, because they were so excited to be going to the Rose Bowl. It was such a rare opportunity. And I got the video of them running out of the tunnel, and they have three flags, and it's different colors, black, red, and white. They all have the capital G, and the Crowd is on their feet going nuts, and the team is running. They're all like, it's like they're all posting 40 yard dash times as they come out. They did not jog out on the field, they just sprinted down the sideline to the bench, and you could just feel the energy. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, you know, exactly and, and, and he about. sees it every year because he's the CEO of the Rose Bowl and he's worked with them forever. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but, but he knows it. And he was like, this is like when Iowa was here because Iowa hadn't been here in 25 years. So uh-huh. that was generational for that fan base. And he was just going right through it. So you and the CEO on the same page. And it was yep. easy to find the video. You always want the words to match the pictures. It was easy to find the words that match the pictures. Piece of cake. So... All right, DJ and PK, that is now, uh, what are we, uh, 30 hours away. 30 hours away from that happening. DJ and PK, we will talk with Scott Mitchell. He played for the Utes when there was a scholarship box and when there was asphalt in the end zone and underneath the green carpet that passed for AstroTurf. We'll talk with him about the progress the Utes have made now on the eve of the Rose Bowl. Scott Mitchell coming up next. Stay with us.